You're listening to the Saddle Hunter Podcast, the leanest, greenest, meanest, in-betweenest, most deer-killingest savages in the podcast diverse. Now, here are your hosts, Greg and Scott. Welcome to another episode of the Saddle Hunter Podcast. As always, I am with my good buddy Scott. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. How how are you doing, Greg? Doing very, very well. Thanks for asking. How's life up in Red Squirrel Land? Uh, It's been busy. I've been trying to catch up on everything that I didn't get done uh, from when I was sick in the spring. So I was out on the new canoe today. Uh, cruising around to some of the spots that I'd scouted and setting them up and you know before you know it hunting season will be here you better believe it any uh, anything super exciting from today oh yeah I've got um, let's see I set up two spots today and I stopped and put up a cell camera at another um, and these two spots that I'm at are like really really good you know big buck kill spots I think Nice. I uh, went out last weekend and uh, set up a spot to get after the marsh grass buck, which that's a big giant buck that I found on public land last year. And I know where he lives. I know his bedroom. Uh, I got a couple of trail cam pictures with him in the middle of the rut with a doe right outside his bedroom. So I set up a spot maybe 60 yards from where I believe he beds. 60 or 70 yards so and i put out a camera so we'll see if i can get them awesome that's uh i remember seeing the picture of him and he he was a nice looking buck yeah he's a really good looking buck so hopefully he made it through and if he did i am gonna be all over him this season (laughs) that's cool yeah the uh the camera that i put out it's one of these bushnell cell cams um, I have two of the covert cams that I was using for the past couple of years. Um, over the winter, I picked up two of these Bushnell wireless versions, and um, I've had them out, fooling around with them for about a month now, and I really like them. Uh, they're nice and easy to use. They seem to be working pretty good. So I had it at the one spot that I was um, just, you know, just kind of playing with because I had cruised by there last time I was out in the kayak. So then I um, set up the tree today, and I pulled it, and then I dropped it off somewhere else. But I already got a picture of a, a doe walking by since I've been there this morning, so that was cool. I really, really, really want to get a couple trail cams with the cell, the cell feature. That it seems really nice. Yeah, it's just it's fun, and like back, you know, before kids and everything, I had seven or eight cams that I would run around, and I had the time to run around and check them all the time. But now it's like I've anytime I put one of those out, sometimes it's like six months in the woods before I can check it, which is okay during hunting season. I'm I'm usually using that information to scout for the future years. Uh, but generally, the thing for me about trail cameras is they're just fun. That that's why I do them. I'm not always even using them at my hunting spots. I'm just using them to check out new areas for the future. But it's just fun to see what you get on camera. I agree. It's totally fun, but. It would be nice uh, for me, uh, and it sounds like you're kind of in the same boat using your kayak to get there, but some of the spots that I'm putting cameras at, it's really hard to get to. So it's like I got to spend half my day to go and check one or two cameras. So it would be nice to have those just sent to me via via the network. 
Yeah, and it's nice too because once you set this camera up, uh, you know you don't have to burn the spot by going to to keep checking it. Yeah, true. Good point. Which especially if you're putting the camera somewhere where you plan to hunt, you know, it's one thing if you put it in a funnel or a you know a food source that you're not planning on hunting, but if you putting the camera somewhere where you plan to go back and hang a set or or not hang a set, but um you know prep a tree or something then you definitely want to avoid going in there over and over again yeah exactly that's why i I really stopped hanging them where i'm hunting for the most part and i'll just hang them where i'm planning on hunting in future years so get some good intel during hunting season if i do burn the spot because i go in there too much well what are you gonna do yeah exactly yep i know how you feel um uh what else is new anything else uh Oh, let's see. No, I'm just like trying to catch up on hunting stuff and trying to catch up on housework, yeah. yard work, never it's, ending. It's never ending. Um, it's never ending around here either. And I'm so busy with work and all this other stuff I've got going on that it seems like I just have less and less free time. It's no, no bueno. Yeah, but you got to get everything done now before hunting season. That's the way I look at it. That's right. Well, I tell you what, uh, something pretty cool that's that's new that we got to talk to this week are the guys from Arc Hunting. Yeah, that was a fun conversation we had. We got to uh, learn a little bit from our neighbors up north, um, which I'm pretty excited to uh, have have them up in Canada and hopefully expand the uh, saddle hunting community up there. Yeah, definitely cool to talk to those guys, a couple of young guys getting into saddle hunting and uh, learning their learning the way up in the the our friendly neighborhood to the north. So definitely a cool conversation, and uh, can't wait for you guys, the listeners, to hear from the fellas at Art Hunting. All right, everyone, welcome to the Saddle Hunter podcast. You got Scott here. I'm joined by Greg, and this week we are uh, very excited to have on Art Hunting. Um, they've just come out with a new saddle and a new uh, climbing system. So they've uh, agreed to come on and tell us a little bit about it. Uh, we're pretty excited to have them on and to hear about this. So um, welcome to the podcast, guys. We're speaking with uh, Bryce and Logan, correct, guys? Yeah, yeah. So welcome. Um, why don't you um, tell us a little bit about your company, for starters? Well, uh, our hunting was, uh, we started throwing the idea around about a year ago. Um, a little bit of background, I guess, on us individually, uh, Bryce is, uh, has been hunting ever since he's, what, 12 years old? Yeah, for yeah, a good 10 years by now. And uh, for me, I am actually haven't haven't been out uh, hunting yet. I'm a former business student and actually a commercial pilot and uh, by trade. So I work more on the marketing and, and the video production and, and that end and the, and, uh, the production. So we were uh, spending some time together last summer, and he had been talking to me about this uh, – about these tree slings that his uncle used to manufacture and put together and distribute it locally just to friends and family in Reggio, Alberta. And it was uh, a tree sling. And uh, he mentioned it a couple of times and, and thought it was a really, was surprised at how few manufacturers there were, how they weren't commonly available in, in our hunting distributors like uh, Cabela's and, and that type of uh, distributor. So, uh, I told him, well, let's stop talking about it and let's see if we can find somebody to prototype them and see if uh, people will be interested in it. And um, 
from there we we took it took the ideas and had some people kind of look at us funny as you guys probably know uh, saddle hunting isn't exactly the most common and preferred method by everybody but to those that choose to, to saddle hunt it's very we found it's very uh uh, they're very p- passionate about that form of hunting. Um, so eventually we we had a lot of uh, difficulty finding anybody that would uh, do some of the sewing and things we were looking for. And uh, I remember looking at the faces of the people that Bryce would talk to trying to describe his uh, his vision for this this tree chair that you sit and hang from and then just scratching their heads, just not understanding at all what we're looking for. So it's been uh, it's been probably about six or seven months before we actually got a real uh, working prototype that we could go up and climb and sit in the trees with and uh, we're pretty happy with it we've taken it to some road shows to get a lot of instant feedback from people we went to the edmonton outdoorsman and sportsman show where we uh, were able to sell a couple couple of their products there and get a lot of good feedback from people and um, able to make some changes to make them um, better and then once we took it online uh, and started making some some commercials and showing people how they work and what they look like Still got a little ways to go and and producing uh kind of making all the gaps uh closing all the gaps in people's minds so they understand exactly how to use it not only effectively but but safely and uh and yeah so now we've got our most of our production is is all solidified we've got all the details kind of worked out we're still experimenting with some things to refine both the the sling and the ladder to make sure that they're as safe and, and easy to use as possible and we're using the best kind of material for the hunter's needs um but yeah, that bring it brings brings us to where we're at now, and and embrace uh, any of that. Oh, not uh, not too much. No, I think you pretty much covered most of it there. Um, I've been using the tree sling that my uncle Ken designed and started making 30 years ago. I've only been using them for about six years now, and ever since I got up in the tree, I've never touched a tree stand or nothing since. So it's been uh, awesome to learn how to use it, and I can't thank him enough for showing me them and. I think this company has a long ways to go, but we're hoping we can get every person and every hunter in one of these tree slings someday in their life. So that's the goal for now. Well, that's great. Um, did uh, did your tree sling um, that you guys are actually going to be producing, is that based off of your uncle's version? Yeah, pretty much. It's really similar. He was just uh, seatbelt material and a couple of straps that you sit on and at the end of the day, you get numb legs and all that stuff, and your back gets sore because you didn't have any back supports. And so basically, we took that version and redesigned it with some uh, some padding and some uh, st- stability at the bottom that you sit on, so it's not cutting the circulation off your legs. And then uh, added a little bit of a back brace there, so you can lean back for more comfort and. Or you know it, you'll be sleeping in one of these things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, de- it definitely looks comfortable. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I know. Also, we have, uh, well, we have at least a handful of con- Canadian members on the forum, and they're going to be pretty excited to have um, a Canadian company producing a saddle. Um, so, so that'll be that'll be good for uh, for for Canada to have. Uh, some guys producing a saddle so that's pretty cool yeah i was actually going to ask about that where exactly are you guys in canada and uh and secondary secondary to that is what's the hunting like where you guys are so we're uh, on the west side of canada in alberta so we're right in the mainland not really close to the any rivers like we've got rivers around and stuff but uh not a whole lot of water around and 
right where we live in this city, it's lots of prairie. But we usually go out west and hunt along the rivers where there's more trees. And it's uh, up in the mountains too. We'll take them up in the mountains for elk hunting and moose hunting. Even we've used them for quite a few things. And then uh, up in the northern part of Canada where we go bear hunting, it's uh, it's pretty thick bush up there. So and lots of times you're walking pretty far back in the bush. So there's no way you'd even get a tree stand in there to get to some of the spots we hunt. So this is. This is mainly what my Uncle Ken would actually use it for is bear hunting. It's just so lightweight and you can just go back in the bush and if you see a bear, you can just climb a tree and bait them in. Yeah, that's that's cool. I, I like that a lot. I like to hear that. Um, did um, So what do you know why he was producing his own slings or not buying something that was on the market? Was it because it was hard to get in Canada or just because he, he just thought he could do it on his own or better? Or, or do you know? So originally he was flipping through a cattle, hunting catalog 30 years ago and he seen this creation of seatbelt material and he thought he had to try it and he tried it and this was 30 years ago and he still has that original. Yeah, it's called the Anderson tree sling that he originally tried and then uh, they kind of just disappeared and he had a, a brother, I think, that was um, he had an industrial sower so they started making their own and then he started passing them on to his grandkids and stuff. And now I gave me and my dad a couple of them, and we just love them. So everyone we show them to just loves them. So a lot of that's how a lot of people got started into it. I mean, John Eberhart still hunts out of his modified Anderson tree sling. Um, I've told the story many times about when I was a kid. My dad used to hang behind me while I was sitting in a regular tree stand, and he would hang in his sling behind me so that we could hunt when I was a youth. Um, yeah. So I think uh, it's just great how that got so many people started into into saddle hunting. Yeah, and actually, originally I was scared to use the tree sling, and then uh, when my dad was using the tree sling to hang my tree stand, I figured, well, I might as well just get to get to try this thing a little more and see if I can get comfortable in it. And sure enough, it yeah, it uh, really worked out. So. Okay. So uh, what type of weapons do you guys like to hunt with when you're going out up there? You guys bow or rifle or? I'm pretty much 99% a bow hunter. I mean, I'll go rifle hunting maybe on the last day for you don't have any meat in the freezer yet, but uh, I'm, I'm all bow hunting. That's all I like to do. So. Oh, and, and Logan, uh, you said you were a pilot, right? But we didn't hear from Bryce. Bryce, what do you do for a living? Uh, I own a landscape and trucking company, so I do dirt work and landscaping, haul materials, and yeah, so I do a few different things. That's probably a pretty good uh, a good link up with landowners to get permission to hunt places, right? Yeah, it is for sure. I uh, I really get to meet a lot of acres development people and get permission on their land pretty easily. So, okay, so the the next thing I wanted to move on to, and I'm pretty excited about this. Um, I actually have one coming i think it's supposed to come in a couple days um your tree ladder that you guys developed yeah that's uh that's great we're we were uh definitely fighting with some last minute changes and and like i said wanting to make it as uh, safe and efficient as we could we got some feedback even from the forum about ways to make the foot loops more rigid so we experimented with some with a, a rope tubing inside there and actually the first uh the first couple customers will 
um, be getting a, a, a extra upgrade that uh, unfortunately won't be carrying on just due to cost and labor purposes. Very labor intensive to get the rope webbing um, in each product and just uh, brought the price up, the manufacturing price up, kind of unaffordable. Um, so going forward, it'll just be made with uh, the tree ladder will be made with um, industrial strength webbing and uh, so on the, the foot loops we, we figured we made a decision to, to keep it that way to, at least so we can afford to bring the product to market um otherwise yeah it wasn't it wasn't feasible to to manufacture them and um we still think that the, the trade-off is is makes it uh still very effective and then actually without the rope webbing it's going to keep it a lot lighter it added an extra two pounds to have all the the tube webbing inside of it so it's uh yeah so it's those ones were all shipped out that batch and we're still have mar marked as sold out just so we can make sure that we can uh we've got a lot of messages coming in for people um interested in the tree ladder and, and asking you know excited for it to go back on sale and asking when it's going to go back on sale um so unfortunately we're missing out on a lot of uh, getting delivered out but we really want to make sure that our manufacturing is set up and that all of our, our systems are in place before we give the green light for people to start shipping them out again so talk to me about the uh your tree sling what is it about the tree sling that's uh that's so great that's so comfortable and why uh why should everyone listen and pick one up well i think that uh the biggest thing i found when, when we, we set up a demonstration at the tree show and just some from some of the practicing with it is uh the plastic we've got kind of a, a, a flexible hard plastic that sits around your legs where normally a seatbelt from maybe something like the kestrel or some of the other rope slings would uh, start to cause circulation to become uncomfortable creates a really, really cozy seat for you to, uh, to sit in and, and sit comfortably. And as the ropes, like there's not a, a whole lot of tension on like, uh, like cutting off circulation as Bryce mentioned earlier. And then the extended seat that we've got set back to is a better weight distribution to make it a lot more comfortable. We're, we're still interested to see feedback on, uh, on, on plus size gentlemen to see what kind of, uh, what kind of comfort levels they have and what, uh, what kind of sizing we're, we're working with. Um, we're, we're both about 34, 33, uh, a waist size. And, uh, so we haven't, we know it's pretty comfortable for us, but we're waiting to get more feedback on, on that. We think it's going to be good up to about the 36, the 38, but we'll be curious to see what people have to say, um, past that. It's all industrially stitched, uh, in Canada. So there's no concerns with the manufacturing, um, safety rate, weight rated for 5,000 pounds or we got a pretty professional manufacturer that was kind enough to to spend time with us and work on prototyping this, which, um, you know, we're, we're pretty lucky to have somebody even entertain this kind of idea with their experience and the, they're able to get our materials for a lot cheaper than, than we would even buy ourselves. If we want to sell these ourselves, it would just, uh, be so expensive to get imported all the raw materials, such as the webbing and the buckles necessary. So that, uh, it's kind of one of the advantages that we have, I think for some of the other ones on the market, the professional webbing and, and the high quality materials. Okay, your your uh, your seat design kind of looks. It looks a lot like a, a Bosun seat. Um, was that was did that have any inspiration into that or, or? Uh, can you say that again? The the Bosun seat. Yeah, Bosun seat, like um, like like a tree worker or uh, like oh. kind of you'd see window cleaners often would be using something like that. So that uh, yeah, we we actually I've seen the window cleaners on those seats and it didn't really have too much to, to do with those. I was just, uh, when it was coming to the design, when we were working with the manufacturer, he was saying how harnesses that they, they build uh, safety harnesses for fall arrest. 
and he was saying if you sit for I can't remember I think it's half an hour or something like that and your legs start falling asleep so he recommended putting the hard piece of plastic in there and we were kind of humming and hawing and like well okay let's try it out and sure enough we put it in there and it was a little bit too hard so we put some plastic um some foam in there and it was way way better like it was a lot more comfortable than the previous one with just the straps and so it it was kind of it just gradually worked into the design it didn't really come from anything specific yeah and the cuts on the outside are just to give it a little bit more form and shape and to allow it to uh to flex around your 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 butt and your back uh, rather than being too rigid and having a bunch of excess fabric when it gets uh built in there so that uh that's why it's kind of got the the curves on the side yeah to me it kind of looks like uh like a pared down like a minimalist uh guido's web are you guys familiar with the guido's web so yeah i've uh i've actually seen the guido's web and it looked a little too a little too big and bulky like i i'm sure it was pretty comfy i never did get to try the guido's web but uh I, was, I would have liked to try it, but I see that they went out of business this past year. But it, it I guess, is similar to that. We're just looking for a little more compact, but still keep the same comfort as what we were going for. Yeah, the, it, it did go out of business, and then someone bought it, and he's currently redesigning it. Um, it looks like he's staying pretty true to the original uh, design with some upgrades. So it's definitely going to be... Um, bigger because i actually agree with greg yours looks a lot like a more minimal version of the guido's web yeah definitely i think that's one of the advantages uh and kind of a theme we want to have with all of our products we've got some other line extensions in mind for uh for trees um we call it not a, a platform uh for your feet in the future as well as uh, a stabilization belt we want to make sure that our products are minimal and less moving parts easier to use because i've watched some of the videos for I think it's the Arrow Hunter, or maybe it's the Kestrel. Yeah, I think and, it's the Arrow Hunter. And there. I think, yeah, I think they're all like they're all really great products. But we we want people to be able to pick these up within you know twenty minutes, or and really have a pretty functional idea of how to use it and get up the tree, and so somebody can look at it. And I think that's why people are pretty attracted and excited about the tree ladder is because you can look at it right away, and your mind can start to imagine how you know how you're going to get up in that tree and what the how the functions all work. Whereas some of the other ones I know, for me especially the new Hunter. Um, I just got my hunting license for this this fall here. Um, a lot of those are overwhelming, and especially when you start to get some of the knots in with the kestrel and stuff, that uh, can be a little bit intimidating. So. so, so what was your inspiration for your your tree ladder? Because it's it's a pretty pretty unique idea, just to at least in the market at this time, to have just a webbing ladder that you're climbing up with. That is the full length of how high you're climbing. So where did that come from? So the, the ladder originally, it kind of came from uh, my dad and I were walking through the bush one day and he's walking behind me and I we're trying to be stealthy, walk through the bush and all I can hear is this 20 pounds of tree pegs bouncing in the bottom of his pack and it was just, I was just shaking my head like we're not, like it wasn't quiet at all and then I started thinking more about how we can, so we got this fabric tree ladder, like how can we tree do it, like tree sling, how can we do uh fabric system and then I started dreaming about this ladder and I kind of ran it past Logan and uh, he was all over it so we started dreaming up a few more things and actually you know we were prototyping the loop size and the fabrics and the different designs and it took a little bit to kind of get it to where we're at now but we're 
pretty confident on the product now, so it's that's kind of where it came from. Okay, that's yeah. I'm pretty excited to give it a try. Um, it, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, we we were out using it again uh, a couple of days ago. Like I said, shooting an, an instructional video that I'm just finishing up doing some of the editing on, so it'll be um, even more clear for people not only on how to use it but how to use it safely. There's a lot of inherent risks um, with the tree ladder for sure, just like any hunting product. You know, with the tree pegs or a tree stand, uh, you got to be careful and, and definitely cautious when when using these products. But uh, I think that overall, it, once you get a hang of it, it's a great. It's a, you know, there's not too much to get a hang of, but if you're careful and, and you're methodical about putting the ladder up the tree and anchoring it tightly, um, I don't think there's a better way to carry something around your in your sack and uh, move around quicker and get up the tree quicker with a lightweight. And, you know, once it's stitched up, you can get up that tree, you know, no problem, pretty lickety split, lickety split and, uh, and be on your way. So We've kind of hit on most of the topics that I wanted to talk about with you guys, but uh, while we have you on here, do, is there anything else you'd like to share with uh, the members of the, the community while, while we got you? Um, we would also like to mention, like, since it's such a new product and we are looking for a lot of feedback right now, I mean, if anyone would like to try the product, like, we're 100% money back if you don't like it and um, paid shipping and all. So if you really don't like the product, we have no problem taking it back but uh we stand behind it quite a bit and i don't think uh i don't think anyone will be disappointed in it and for the tree sling if for people that have never hunted in a tree sling i can tell you if you if you try the tree sling there's there's no way you'll be going back to a tree stand so yeah and i think that i think that we're preaching to the choir in this forum for that too i i uh being new to hunting i've never it's interesting to see saddle hunters uh being so passionate about hunting um overall and, and just the kind of enthusiasm about this product i think that uh it's definitely a different breed for for saddle hunters and like bryce said i i am encouraged tons of feedback and and uh, suggestions for the product going forward so we can bring everybody the best um uh, product for their design and and um and their purposes and, and whatever other um adjustments we can make but uh yeah overall i think that like bryce said the the few will be disappointed uh with this method and just the lightweight compactability of it and like you said the stealth is is one of the biggest selling features keeping things quiet over the tree stands but well most of the people on this forum and uh that are listening to this podcast probably are already in that uh in that methodology as well of uh of tree saddle hunting and and appreciate that so we're excited for them to uh give us some reviews and some some feedback yeah, uh, it's it's a pretty exciting time in saddle hunting because it's really starting to grow. We've we've been getting a lot of new members on the forum lately, and um, I'm surprised at some of the misconceptions that are out there about saddle hunting because, like, you know, people think it's either not safe or they think it's hard to shoot, or um, you know, those are two of the common ones I hear. Or it's just. Uh, I guess it's just part of all of our job as a community as we grow to like to to educate them because I, I honestly I mean I'm completely biased but I think we have the best method of hunting that there is out there and um, I, I think it's great that you guys are bringing this I think per, from my personal opinion I think it's even greater for your country of Canada that you guys are producing it up there to help spread the word up there. Um, and I'm looking forward to see what seeing what you guys can uh, continue to do. Yeah, we were initially a little bit concerned about the market size for this uh, 
you know, was there going to be enough people out there, especially like hunting is, uh, is very big in, in Red Deer, Alberta, where we're from and in Alberta in general, um, tree hunting is, is not so much. Like I said, there's probably some, you know, some friends and family we could sell to. So we were really excited to see the, um, the Saddle Hunter Forum and, uh, you know, get in touch with you guys and be on here doing this podcast to, to kind of give, cause yeah, there's an overwhelming following, um, just on, just on your guys' forum alone. So we're really excited to see that, uh, that there is this kind of following and really hope we can deliver, uh, you know, the best kind of product for you guys and, and an alternative to what else is out there and, and, uh, work with you guys to, you know, manufacture the best hunting products so that the, the tree hunting experience is the best it can be, um, for everybody, not only in the United States, but also, like you said, um, generate some more awareness for it out here in Canada. Yeah, that's great. I mean, you guys are already on the right track by listening to, to the end users, which is, um, you'll get a lot of good input and then if you look back over um, most of the saddles over the past 20 years, I mean, they've all had, uh, you know, they've all been evolved as as um, I'm sure they were given more inputs. So just uh, keep at it and keep up the good work, guys. Yeah, I was going to kind of echo what you talked about uh, just a minute ago, Scott, about the, the Canadian part. Uh, I think it's really cool, you, and you guys have – or you're kind of in a unique situation that you can really influence your Canadian brethren to take up tree hunting. Like you said, it's not a real common thing where you are. And, uh, I actually went, uh, hunting in Saskatchewan, uh, a few years ago and we, uh, we hunted, but we didn't hunt from trees. Uh, we hunted from ground blinds. It was in November. So it was, it was extremely cold for me. I'm from Florida. So, uh, we left, uh, we left Florida in November when it was probably 70 degrees and we showed up and we landed in Saskatoon the second week of November and it was probably, I don't know, maybe 10 or 15 degrees Fahrenheit and it was just brutally cold. And then we, we actually, we drove three hours North of Saskatoon and we came to this little, uh, little fishing town called blue Lake. I believe it was called blue Lake and our guide was actually the mayor of the town. He was our hunting guide. And the town only had like 20 people in it. And like seven or eight of them were in his family. So it was uh, it was quite the experience. And then we got on quads from from this little place, you know, thousands and thousands of miles from, uh, from Florida. We get on quads and drive back into what's it called? The Queensland, the, the public area. Uh, I, I, I can't remember. I think you yeah. called it. Yeah. So, so we drive these quads like three or four hours back into the bush and we are in the middle of nowhere. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever been as, as deep into nowhere as possible. And I've deployed to Afghanistan and Iraq. So that's saying something. Oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, so we're, we're in the, uh, in the middle of nowhere and we ended up hunting from the ground and, um, my brother ended up shooting a really nice buck and it was a great experience. So, uh, I guess that was a really long story to say, (laughs) uh, it's, it's cool that you guys are, are in Canada and that you're spreading the love for saddle hunting up there to our neighbors to the North. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite the story. We do have to, for sure, deal with the elements up here when it is in November and it's getting pretty chilly. So I guess that's also a good purpose for the tree sling is you don't have your stand creaking and seizing up the tree sling. It's just fabric. And it also does uh, 
keep you a little warmer, I find too, with the higher back on it. But yeah, we uh, we appreciate the yeah we would appreciate the feedback on it. Yeah, and having us on this podcast is uh, is great to get the you know a lot of those questions answered. Hope that uh, you know the people that are interested find this podcast and. And, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of uncertainties. I get quite a few emails from people, you know, wanting, vetting, wanting to vet, uh, vet the product and, and, uh, not having too many reviews or much discussion around it yet. So this will hopefully, uh, help them out a lot. And I really appreciate you guys taking the time to, uh, have us on here. Yeah, it'll help. And then once the first few people start getting them in their hands, and like I said, I know Scott ordered the tree ladder. So I know that as soon as people start seeing it and start reviewing it and, and you know, getting it in their hands, then yeah, it's going to only only be good for you guys because it, it looks like a really solid product from what I can tell online. It looks like it's super comfortable. Uh, I want to try one as well. And uh, I think it's going to be a, a good thing for you guys. I'm pretty pumped that, that y'all joined the saddle hunting market and and we can all continue to work together and, and make more saddle hunters. Definitely. And uh, one important note regarding the tree ladder, I might as well mention while we're on here too, is we noticed that uh, uh, we're going to begin shipping them out with a, a, a horizontal stabilizing belt. And there is a pretty high risk um, for backwards falls out of the tree ladder as you're climbing up. So overall, it's like it's an extremely safe and convenient way to get up the tree. But um, when you do, when you're adjusting each buckle on your way up, you got to be pretty careful. And we're gonna, like I said, start um, shipping out a, a stabilizing belt as well too to go with it, just to keep people, you know, from backwards falls, as you guys can imagine with the tree peg or anything. That's a pretty uh-huh. um, easy way. So like a linesman belt or something like that. If uh, you know, for Scott, when you get yours. Unfortunately, didn't have any with them on this order, but uh, in the future, we're going to start uh, including this, the the belt with them, and maybe we can once we get our hands on them, we'll ship them on out to Scott, so you can uh, you can use it too and let us know what you think. But uh, keeping yourself, you know, into that tree and not falling backwards as you're working those buckles is uh, is definitely a point I want everyone to be aware of. And you know, we don't want any, we don't want to see anybody get hurt using our product. We know that you know there's inherent risks involved in it. We know there will be people that might have a few tumbles i've had a couple tumbles myself already on it but uh we uh we just want to inform people and make people aware of uh you know as much of the risk as possible just like a tree stand or tree pegs or anything we just don't want to see anybody get hurt okay yeah that would be great i uh i definitely i mean i barely ever climb a tree without any sort of lineman's belt on so i definitely wouldn't be tackling climbing that one without it for sure so well, that's great. That's a huge relief to hear. We're glad, you know, and, and it seems like a lot of the people on this forum for sure. And a lot of people interested in tree, um, tree hunting at all are, are very prudent and very, you know, cautious of, of that type yep. of thing already. So it's just, it's more of the, the people that are new to hunting and, and just see the product and want to, you know, grab it and get going. That yep. we're kind of concerned about. Yeah. We, we preach safety very, very often on our forum because I mean, ultimately, um, especially when I started the forum, there was not a ton of saddle hunting related products out there. So we've gone very, very deep into the DIY spectrum of hunting. And whenever you do that, like you're taking a lot of risk on yourself. So um, just having the culture of, of preaching safety um, really just keeps that in everyone's heads that you got to be careful. And we, we've been an advocate of using lineman's belts to climb and uh Greg, Greg's big line, and I, um, I don't always do it, but I support it, is to hook up your tether before you even step onto your platform at the top. 
Um, so we uh, we definitely want everyone to be safe out there. We're with you. Yeah, I appreciate that for sure. Like you said, there's, where there's a risk, there's usually a high reward. And I couldn't, uh, I, I think that speaks for itself for all the people in the forum um, and saddle hunting in general. I think that from even the experience that I've had in, in the, you know, there's nothing more gratifying than how, how easy it is to pack ground and just the, how comfortable, you know, to be tethered onto that tree and be able to swing around the tree. It's, uh, you know, I could just sit up there and hang out for, for hours and just enjoy the view. And I think you'll see in some of the commercials that that's exactly what I do. <laughs> Once I get up to the top, it's nice. just to... Another thing about saddle hunting that people don't think about is how much more fun it is than sitting in a traditional tree stand. It's just, there's something about hanging there and being free to move around the tree that adds a lot of enjoyment to the hunt for me. And while a tree stand, you know, traditional tree stand is, is an effective tool for hunting, there's nothing fun about it to me. It's just a, it's just a tool, but the saddle to me at least is a lot more fun. Yeah. I'm with you, Greg. I'm actually, uh, it's the middle of June right now and I'm way behind on setting up all my new trees for the year, but I was out uh, last weekend and the week before setting up some trees and I'm hanging up there in my saddle and I'm, I'm first of all, I'm having a ball setting up a tree and then I'm swinging around in different positions, making sure I can get the shots where I want them. And you're right. It was just fun. Yeah, that's great. And then, you know, I, I, I'm glad that you guys, uh, you everybody to share. It's nice to, that's what the forum's so great for. And it's amazing that you guys have that set up. It's a place for somebody to kind of, you know, share that discussion and, and, you know, share that passion for it because it isn't until you really try it and, you know, build up the courage to give it a shot and climb up that tree with just a bunch of fabric uh, keeping you up there. You don't really realize the, the reward. And, and, and then again, like you said, the convenience, like, you know, Bryce, he was trying to explain to me, you know, being not a native hunter, not having a lot of experience, I was, you know, asking, you know, why does why does anybody want to buy a tree sling and not just buy a tree stand? And he was like, okay, here's my tree stand. I want you to go down down to the coulee there, and I want you to go set it up. And they come back to me when you're done. <laughs> and I said, okay, I think I understand now. <laughs> I think I know why I want to use tree sling yeah. instead. So that was a pretty uh, interesting <laughs> learning point in my uh, my journey as a hunter to to see the difference and see why you know, all the, all the advantages and weight and, and ease of, ease of use and setting up and mobility, you know, if you're not like in that position, it's pretty easy to climb back down the tree and find a different one rather than, you know, taking your whole stand and the whole procedure, getting it roped up there and using rope and pulleys or whatever you want to do to get your tree stand lifted into the air. So when, um, I know you said you're working on some videos for the tree ladder. When can we expect to see them? Um, I think that, uh, we'll try and pair it up so that, uh, whenever this podcast is released, I'll, I'll uh, have the video published, I think by uh, June 22nd, I'm planning to release the, the video and put them, put the tree ladders back on sale, um, on the website, uh, just to going to confirm in the next couple of days with their manufacturer to make sure that we have all the raw materials ready to go. Um, so <laughs> we're hoping that we can keep up with the demand this time. Um, you know, there might be some back orders on, on the delay because we're, we're not sure what kind of, uh, um, you know, feedback we're going to get and uh, demand. Last time it was, it was, you know, pretty overwhelming. We had to close the gate. So hopefully this time uh, we'll do a better job of keeping up and not have to go offline for so long. But, uh, you know, I guess that's, we're, we're very thankful and grateful to have that problem rather than nobody's uh, interested in them, I guess. Yeah. There's a thing called the saddle hunter effect. And uh, yeah. I think once it, once your, once your products got posted on there, it was, uh, it was kind of a free for all. So uh, <laughs> hopefully, like you said, everything works out with your manufacturing and you guys can sell a whole bunch of them. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you. 
Yeah, so why don't you quickly let us uh, know where we can find you guys. Obviously, we know that you're arc hunting on our Saddle Hunter forum. Um, uh, are you guys? I, let, let us know your website, and uh, are you guys on any social media or anything? Where can, where can we find you guys? Yeah, you can just search us uh, arc hunting on Instagram, and then we're arc hunting supplies on Facebook, and uh, and then at the main website is where we're going to be posting. Hopefully, we'll be able to post this podcast uh, as well as our future tutorial videos and any other advertisements and line extensions will all be on our website and then cross promoted throughout our social media. So however you uh, prefer to get the content. And then of course uh, the saddle forum too, we'll make sure and keep people updated on there. And actually we started a mailing list for all those that were interested in the tree ladder that weren't able. So if you want to be on the mailing list for uh, updates on videos and tutorials, we can email them straight out to you. Um, just send, just send us an email. It's uh, our hunting supplies at gmail.com and we can, uh, Send out those links to the videos for you instant time. So you know, for those that are have some questions about how it works and uh, you know any any other specifications, can uh, can touch with us right there. Yeah, and uh, any questions anyone ever has, we can. We're usually pretty quick on our emails, so within a day we can get back to you on any questions you might have or concerns. All right, guys. Well, thank you for coming on. Um, I think we're gonna wrap it up here, but. Um, Really appreciate having you guys to give us all that information and uh, best of luck going forward, okay? Awesome. Thank you. And uh, we really appreciate you guys uh, putting us on your podcast here and we really hope it helps getting, helps getting us out there. Yeah, and thanks for thanks Scott and, and Greg for ministering that forum. I know that could be a, a thankless job maybe sometimes, but you know, I'm sure, I know all the guys out there really appreciate uh, having a place for it and, and keeping that up to date for everybody. It's, a, it's an awesome forum and a great place to discuss what this. And like Bryce said, we really appreciate you guys having us on. So thank you. All right. Uh, I want to thank Logan and Bryce again for coming on to share some information about their new company. Um, again, we're pretty excited to have another saddle manufacturer out there. And uh, especially up in Canada, I know a lot of our Canadian listeners are going to be excited for that. So it, it's pretty cool, Greg, huh? Absolutely. You know, the more people that we have getting involved in saddle hunting, then the community wins. And really, that's what it's all about, you know, getting getting saddle hunters um, more availability of gear that they don't have to DIY and search on Craigslist for. So uh, I think it's great. Uh, I love I love talking to those guys. They have a lot of passion. You can tell for for uh, their product and their company. So it's pretty cool to see where they're going to go. Yeah, it was uh, pretty cool that they mentioned uh, what they're hunting. And, you know, one of the big things they were going after with their saddles was bears, which I know we got a lot of us down here who are using them for bears, but um, most of us are whitetail hunters who just happen to be hunting bears. Right. I've never actually hunted bear. Uh, that's kind of on my bucket list, but I've never, well, never done it. Well, you're going to have to come up to New Jersey because we got a lot of bears. I sure would love to do it. Yeah, we'll make that happen. Well, saddle hunters, make sure you're getting out there and prepping those trees and finding the new spots for next uh, deer season. It's going to be on us before you know it, right, Scott? Yeah, uh, was it uh, getting towards the end of June here? So July, August, uh, two and a half months pretty much until the season starts up by me. Yep, same here. Uh, I think I'm mid-September, so it'll be here before you know it. Yeah, so get your saddles in, in shape, check your, your tethers, your lineman belts, get those bows tuned and start shooting, right? That's it. I've been shooting morning and evening, so 
I am getting in, getting in uh, back to back in bow shape, and gonna start getting back in saddle shape here pretty soon. So, cause like you said, it'll be be here before you know it. Good stuff. All right, man. Well, that's uh, another episode in the books, and it was a great one at that. And we will catch you guys on the next episode of the Saddle Hunter Podcast. Thank <laughs> you.